right. What's up, everyone? It's Dom. This is the Morale Podcast. We're talking Cubs. We'll be talking the Morale Blend. Hopefully, you all enjoy and, and join the clubhouse, Morale Clubhouse, in the future for uh, podcasts going forward. Cubs and four. What an outfit from Lori. Gotta figure out what's going on, Lori. I know, right? <laughs> oh, I'm stuck behind a train and I don't know where my wallet is. God bless. Anyways, let's get everyone in here. Can we get everyone in. Aaron, you, what's uh, up? You wanna wanna jump in? What's up? You got your moderator status in? Yeah, I got the moderator status. All right. uh, I'm bringing in Aaron for for the intro. What's up, Aaron? What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up, Aaron? Hey, it's a beautiful day, off day. You know, get him tomorrow. Get the get the when morale are you up tomorrow. I should we know. We are playing. I feel like it's a. I know this is like a Mets. 22 oh, game Mets. Yeah, the Mets. Yeah, Mets, Brewers. Meet the Mets. The Mets? Mets and the Brewers and the Braves are next nine. I see. Okay. Saturday was right. fun. Saturday was a lot of fun, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. Saturday was a lot of fun. We're taking small steps forward if people want to if people want to listen to that. I think we are, but that's just me. Adam, how many people we have in here? All right, so we, we're going to have uh, – right now we have 16 people in. Um, and we're not streaming a Periscope. We're just recording. Um, so, Freddie, you might want to tweet out one more time that we're live in here. Um, but then after that, just start it. Press, we, uh, we took your tweeted in question and put it in the podcast just so you know. All right, we ready? Hold up, still pre-show. Precious came in. <laughs> What's up, Press? What's up, fellas? Uh, yeah, I was up, so stoked to to hear that you got put that in the podcast. I have another question for you today, but I'm going to probably bring that up also. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Press. We'll keep him on here. All right, Fred, let's start it. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Uh, I'm excited to hear what everyone has to say. I know this weekend was um, mixed in terms of, obviously, they lost another series. That's not fun. Um, I feel like the Cubs have not lost this many series in a row for a while. It's kind of weird, Um, and I'm not losing sight of that. At the same time, People might laugh at me. I think this was a step in the right direction because of Saturday, because, you know, they did score four baby steps. Listen to me. Hear hear me out. Four runs yesterday. And what I tweeted out today about the uh, expected weighted on base averages, I know not everyone's going to understand that or really care. They want to, you know, the cold, cold, hard standard statistics. 
I get it. I understand. But when you really look at the numbers in terms of what these offensive, what the bats can control, they're not playing that bad. Now, there are some guys who are. Jack Peterson, Jason Hayward, uh, Javi, definitely struggling big time. Even though Javi has four home runs, he is definitely struggling. I think his strikeout rate is like 45% right now, which is absurd. But overall, I think it was a step in the right direction. I'm not saying it's a, like it's a step that everyone should be jumping up and down about, but I really see this turning sometime soon considering the peripherals and what they're looking like. And more importantly, what it really comes down to, in my opinion, is this starting staff. Like, of course, Kyle Hendricks is going to be fine, but we have three guys uh, being – Williams, Davies, and Jake, Church of Jake, love the guy. Everyone knows that. We need them to pitch, like, threes in the rotation. And if they don't, then, you know, things get dicey. And I understand yesterday was on Hendricks. He's supposed to be the ace. He's supposed to get it done. He's supposed to show up on Sunday night. I understand. But overall, um, we need the starting staff to be more formidable, keep us in ball games. Not saying they haven't, but in the long term, in terms of how I see this shaking out, think the offense is going to compete. Obviously, Chris Bryant's feeling great, looking great. Wilson Contreras, same deal. Ian Happ, he's getting robbed. Uh, 44, obviously hit the two tanks last night. Um, the list goes on. Now the other half is really struggling. But overall, the starting rotation is going to have to carry, not carry this team, but they're going to have to be formidable enough to compete with the division, which, which we can still accomplish. It's still early, whatever, two and a half weeks into this thing. We still have, uh, you know, our goals in front of us in terms of my goals personally. What I said from the beginning was that this team had a chance to compete for a division. And we obviously had the chance to sign guys to extensions. That hasn't happened yet, but those opportunities are still in front of us. And overall, I'm looking forward to it. I'm still here. I know people are frustrated. You're seeing a lot of will bonds pop out out of the woodwork, which is fine. I know it's it's challenging for me to kind of sift through everyone's arguments and sift through everyone's feeling. But the one thing I will say before we get into the questions, before we get into the conversation, I want to hear no one, no one speak in terms of saying the Ricketts family is cheap. They should have signed these guys to extensions. They should have did this. They should have added to the core and then say this team is terrible. Blow it up. That argument simply does not make any sense. And if you are saying that, you are not a true Cubs fan. And honestly, you're not worth my time. You're not worth my time to argue with or have a discussion with. You cannot say that the Cubs should have signed all these players to extensions and then say they have to blow it all up. It does not work that way. You, This is where you literally have to make put your foot in the line and say, I'm going to be on this side or that side because – Trying to, uh, you know, work through it doesn't make any sense. It's either you believe in this group or you believe in some of these players and believe you have to add on, or you say these guys are all tainted, these guys are all bad, these guys are all flawed uh, heavily, and then we move on from there. If that's what you think, fine, but don't then complain about extensions. I want to make sure that is clear with everyone, not not uh, uh, saying you all, believe that but I know there are many people out there that just throw these arguments all around and then they just don't make sense in the end it doesn't add up so anyways that's where I'm at steps forward I think the offense is going to turn sooner than later um, but we need Jason Hayward Jack Peterson and Javi to really pick it up last thing absolutely 
absolutely devastating news to hear that Javi turned down a $180 million contract for his sake because I don't see him getting that at all. Not even close. You look at the peripheral numbers. You look at all the statistics. You look at the fact that he is struggling uh, at simply making contact in the zone um, with a 45% strikeout rate. I mean, that is devastating that he turned that much money down. Now, in the end, he could sign for something close to it, and it's egg on my face, and I'll be the first one to uh, raise my hand with the receipt, but I don't see that happening at all, um, considering his career numbers, his career expected weighted on base average is below league average, which is tough to swallow. I'm not going to lie for someone who's supported for as long as I have, and I still do. Um, but that is devastating to see that he, that he did not take a $180 million extension. I don't know what you're thinking, my man, because that is to me, that was generous to begin with for a player that has plenty of flaws. And I think everyone, uh, would agree because we watch the games all the time. 180 million for a guy that doesn't walk when he's, I think Javi's what, 29 now is aggressive. And I understand he's a great defender, but that's tough. That's tough to swallow. And if I was him, I'd be like, my God, what was I thinking? Anyways, looking forward to hearing what everyone has to say. And thank you everyone for being here. Fred, how about, how about the people throwing in the towel and saying, hey, this morale thing isn't fun when we're oh, losing. Yeah. Give, give up the morale stick. Only I when we're winning. It. I Fred. love the people that think it's a shtick. I've been doing it for eight years. This is how I am, people. Adam, you know, because I talk to you a lot. We talk a lot. Adam, is this a shtick? Fred, Fred calls me middle of movie night with, with the lady. Just He has to just vent about some, some tweet he sees. Some Somebody on Twitter is... Giving up on morale, and he just has to let loose. It's he lives it. It's and again, are there jokes? Are there sticks? Yes, of course. But I'm as enthusiastic as about the Cubs as I am with plenty of other things, and Adam knows that to be true. Um, so there's there's no sticks. This is how I am. I'm a glass half full guy. I'm a positive type of guy. I'm a guy who likes to joke. I'm a guy that likes to. Uh, Make fun of things. This is how it is. And I want them to win more than anyone. So I don't have to listen to these idiots tweet me on a consistent basis saying, oh, well, I want to see it. No, of course. We all want to see them win. You think I want to see them lose? I don't want to be talking to you right now. You don't even know what you're talking about. I'm already on a tangent. We're five minutes into this thing. If people think that I want to go back and forth with someone that has no idea, no idea, anything about the game, anything about st- – you think I want to be conversing with them and getting them in my DMs and in my mentions? That's the last thing. All I want this team to do is win and see everyone happy and for the morale to be flowing and for everyone's drinking morale and the whole deal. I don't want to be listening to Joe Schmo talking about how he wants to see wins. And Of course, my friend, of course, to put it that simple and to, to not get too personal. Of course, we all want to see them win. It's an absolutely ridiculous take. The fact that I have to go back and forth with these people is crazy. Aaron, you want to mute it for a second? Yeah, no, that that was beautiful. That that was that was beautiful, Don. I I think people it's need ridiculous, to realize Aaron. Cubs Twitter really got big in 2015. Uh, Cubs Twitter wasn't around in the in the dog years of 2011 yeah. and on, but. 
I think some of these people that joined in 2015 have had it good for so long that they, they don't know how to handle a tough start. I would just like to bring up, if we remember 2019, how bad of a start we had, weren't we like 1-7, 1-8? We yeah. lost that series to Texas, and then we had yeah. that brutal series against Milwaukee. I mean, the offense is so historically bad. There's just no way it can continue like this. Law of averages, as Ian was saying. Um, and if the pitching staff can just throw strikes, I, I think it's going to turn it around. It's not like the Central is going to be what it was a few years ago. It's definitely up for grabs. Exactly. And, Aaron, to your point, we've been talking about this from the beginning. We've all said this is not a t- this is not the, the juggernaut Cubs of 2016. We all know. We knew that going in. And if you signed up for that, and if you're watching that, you understand that if you're going to be a team that's going to fight for a – Lowly division title. I'll say it. I've been saying it for months. If Again, I'm not going to apologize if they win the Central, but this is how it goes. You're not going to run away with it. You're not supposed to be 10 games above 500 right now. That's not how it's supposed to be in terms of this franchise being in a state and time of transition. So when you're three games down, all right, you're three games down. When your run differential is minus 23, yeah, it's not great, but you still have a chance to accomplish your goals. You're in a time of transition. You traded away bad news. You're trying to figure out who you're going to resign. You're going to try to figure out who's going to be the next core of this team. The core right now is not going to be the core next year. We all know that. So just understand it. Have fun. Again, this is the last go around for many of these guys. Like, soak it in. It's not going to be. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope they can they can turn it around. Of course, I think they can win a division. Of course, I want them to win a division. But we all know what's that what's lying ahead there. Of course, you got to roll the balls out, play the games. But in the end, you still have to face the the Padres. You still have to face the Dodgers. You still have to face bad news, who still looks absolutely in the, uh, incredible. And the fact that I'm getting tweets of people are saying that bad news is not elite because he walked a pitcher with the bases loaded. Get out of here get I, I'm, I mean it's absolute these types of people coming out of the woodwork feeling like they have something to say and that they're justified because the Cubs aren't playing good I've been saying it for years if you're one of those people if you're one of those guys that are just oh look they're not good but I always told you this you know what you have the cards in your favor forever because guess what at the end of the year there's going to be only one team that wins and I guarantee the 29 other teams are going to be complaining about something, this or that. We didn't have the pitching, our bullpen, whatever. We didn't have the lineup. We could have used one extra guy. There's always going to be an argument there and for the people. The, just God bless these people that are just out here trying to see the good in some things, see any type of positivity from their team, support their team, that stick by them instead of just being a, you know, a floater and a, a, a sketchy fan that just leaves in the middle of the night, whatever, doesn't say bye, that's fine. If you're going to be that, then there's no stake in the game for you, and you can say whatever ridiculous stuff you have to say. But it doesn't mean that I have to agree with it. And the fact that these people are coming out of the woodwork drives me crazy. I'm going to go on a bunch of tangents because, I'm again, I'm trying to hold it together. And it's three games down. It's not even a big deal. They'll come back. They'll play better. But it's like everyone's acting we knew this was going to be a time of transition. We traded bad news, the whole deal. It's like everyone's acting like we're supposed to win a World Series two weeks into the season. It's ridiculous. 
It is incredible. And I I guess it's not the end of the world if we're not the top of the team right now because the less games we have on Sunday Night Baseball, uh, the better because that broadcast is brutal. I agree. That broadcast is trash, and it's about time that a lot of people start saying it. it's absolutely trash. A-Rod stinks. Matt Baskersian stinks. ESPN in general just stinks. Just stinks. Trash. Press, what do you got? Yo, yo, fellas. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta reinforce that, Dom. I feel like if you can't have like a good time at Wrigley Field watching the Cubs, like, you know, all growing up, they weren't going to like win a world series, but like we all thought it was magical. That's why we're here today. Exactly. And you know, I just don't understand that. With I, I, if you want, if you, again, if this doesn't suit you, if, if the, if the federal landmark doesn't suit you, if the Covey blue, the Ivy, the whole deal, the marquee doesn't suit you being on the North side in Wrigleyville, being in the city doesn't suit you. Then go root for another first place team. There's like six of them right now. You can go hop on. You can, uh, you know, buy their merch. You can watch their games and just go about it. That's fine. But for the people that just, it's not. And again, maybe I have fed into this or maybe that I've promoted this considering I do have high expectations for this, for the team that people are now it's like, you know, one and done win or loss. Like that, that's it. Cut and dry. Like there's nothing else. Wins only matter, which is true. But at the same time, like, Wrigley Field is much more than just wins and losses. The Chicago Cubs are much more than just wins and losses. That's why it is such a popular franchise. That's why the fan base is as big as it is. And the, and everything about Wrigley, the federal landmark, is historic because it's not about wins. If it was, then no one would obviously want to be a Cubs fan because of their because of our history. So you're totally right, Press. It's it's everything else about it, and hopefully other people don't lose sight of that and. Not rip on people that just want to enjoy the game. I said it last night. Like, people just want to have an outlet to get away from their 9 to 5. They're, they had a bad weekend. If they're going through other troubles, they just want to turn on the game and watch some tanks and hopefully see a Cubs win, watch the Ivy, see people having fun. You know, if you're not from Chicago or if you live outside of Chicago, you it's your glimpse into a place that you really like and wish, that, wish you were there. Um, so, Again, I'm going to keep fighting for that, and I appreciate everyone uh, who understands that perspective. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to ask you the question I asked you on Twitter, unless you want to keep it like exclusive for the podcast or something. No, 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 no. No, you can ask. That's fine. All right, so here we go. We're going to do a moment of role play for everyone's entertainment. You're so good at putting an entire fan base on your back and Thank carrying Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, but what doesn't get talked about. What happens? Yeah. But what happens when you're sitting at Wrigley one day, it's pregame, opposing team is taking batting practice, sitting there with a beer in your hand, organs pumping away, sun shining, you're loving it, and your usher comes up to you and says, excuse me, Mr. Director of Morale, we have a situation, please come with me. And you get Mm -hmm. taken deep into the offices, and they're like, you got to go and talk to the team, man. You know, you're so ugly fan base. The, the team, here we are, uh, you know, we just, you know, lost four series in a row and uh, morale's low for the team. Like, what do you do? So you find yourself in the clubhouse standing in front of all the guys. Yeah. What do you say? Go. Listen, 
again, they, they wouldn't want to hear about the stats, but these guys are, many of them are playing up to your, up to their potential. And the fact is it's a 162 game season. If you're getting down about two weeks, two bad weeks, two weeks of, you know, hitting balls right at guys or doing this or doing that, doing things that are, or having results that are way out of your control, you shouldn't be here in the first place. And of course, it all it's all about, you know, going one pitch at a time, one game at a time. And more importantly, that there are so many people out there that, again, don't buy the hype of the fact that they're the, the critics, the beat writers that just want to tear everything down for clicks. Because I know personally from talking to players like that stuff is real. The narratives from the team is real. All the players, many of the players have talked about it. Those things are real. So just stay within yourself. Continue bonding with the group. I mean, this is, the, this is like their last time playing together. Let's be honest. Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, and Anthony Rizzo, short of them all signing qualifying offers, will not be on the team together next year. I'm sorry. It's just going to happen. So keep enjoying it. You guys are playing well. In terms of the pitching, I probably have a little bit different of a conversation. We just need them to pitch their like pitch their tail off. I'm not gonna like like we need them all to have amazing years. I don't know how I'd necessarily phrase that. Just boost them up with a bunch of, you know, uh undescribable, unconscious uh, you know, morale where they can just run through a wall and, and anything I'm saying maybe doesn't hold true to form because I just gotta pump them up the best way they can because we need that starting staff if we're gonna if we're gonna do anything this year. Because uh, the offense will turn around, but just keep doing what they're doing, especially guys like you know Rizzo and Bryant. I mean, these guys are playing really well and just hitting us some bad luck. And you look at their numbers and from a career perspective, like they're right there, which is great. Wolf Contreras absolutely destroying the ball, the best he ever has in his career. Again, small sample size, but still, everyone wants to make the small the small sample size out to you know the start offensively from a standard uh, perspective. So. Keep doing what they're doing, and then the, the pitching just has to be – like they all have to have career years. Not Jake because he's not going to pitch like Church of Jake, the, you know, the 2015-16 Church of Jake. But overall, um, this team can do it. And I guess I guess my, my, uh, my speech would be a little bit better if I could see these guys face-to-face and I'm not driving back home from work. But that's kind of the gist of it. I feel like they'd win the game. With they would win the game. <laughs> hey, they scored whatever it was, 13 uh, or how, how many runs was it on Saturday? 13, 12, whatever. 13, 13. With the morale blend in the dugout. The morale blend, uh, again, it's going to be there. It is there. Guys are drinking it. And um, just give it some time. Just give it some time. Just give it some time. Saturday was awesome. Love it. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Press. The bats definitely woke up this weekend thanks to the caffeine from Connect Roasters. Exactly. Ryan, you're next exactly. up. What's going on? What up, guys? How y'all doing? What's up, Ryan? Well, I got a few things. One, my ears are still bleeding after hearing A-Rod last night. I couldn't. That was one of the worst, most disrespectful, probably what felt like two hours of my life. Listen, yeah, he's go off about our freaking captain. Like, the disrespect <laughs> to him. Whew. I'm surprised, yeah, you know, Rizzo didn't run up to the booth and grab that mic from him. Better yet, give Dom the you. mic. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but, I mean, yes, I, I see our record, and I know it's not reflective of what we want. But, I mean, we're only 15 games into a 
game season. So, like, I feel we're turning the corner. I mean, we've still scored 13 runs in, what, the past – or, what, 17 runs in the past two games, which is probably about 15 more than we scored for the past week or so. Yeah. But I, I see a, a turn coming. I do, I do believe that. I do think this off day is going to be big for us just to kind of refocus, regroup, and let the bats remind themselves, hey, we can play. But – I don't know. This has been a crazy time. I feel like there's been so many will bonds popped up on my timeline that it is. I I so many people have been getting blocked and muted. I, I can't handle <laughs> the will bonds right now, and I can't imagine being you, Dom. Yeah, I get a lot of them. I mean, that's my life. That's my life. And you know what? And I I will say I'm trying to be more understanding of the people that you know, just are frustrated about what's going on. I get it. But if you're going to be frustrated and if you're going to be a real fan, if you're really going to put the time and effort to understand what's going on, then at least be educated about what you're talking about and not reference what I said earlier uh, when we started here saying, well, the Ricketts are cheap and they're, they never paid these guys. And then say this, these, this core has had too many chances. And then it just doesn't make sense. And I get that all the time, all the time. And, then the, the morale stuff, I mean, it's just nonstop, especially now. They're coming out of the woodwork, which is fine, which is fine. This is why I'm here. The hate, You know what? I, could, I wouldn't be here without the haters either. And um, so, yeah, th- that's where we're at. We have a bunch of time left. It doesn't mean that they, have, that, that they don't have to start playing well soon, like, of course. But the offense will turn around. You just look at the peripherals. You have – three guys that are really struggling, especially when once Nico comes back and you should be a formidable player, like they have the guys here that can do it. To my point earlier, the pitching has to be like, they have to be able to win like one run games. It has to be able to win like one zero games. Like it can't be, you know, it can't be seven. It can't be six out of the gate. It just can't. Um, That's impossible to win. Impossible because hitting is contagious and it comes and goes all the time. Thanks, Ryan. Looks like you did. Thanks, Ryan. Second. Jake. Jake's back. How's it going, Jake? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, good, What's yeah, up, good Jake? To be back. Um, yeah, you know, it just uh, – the wheel bonds have been mentioned. And uh, it's it's been rough, man. I, like, I think it's – Dom, you kind of touched on it. Like, to start, you know, there are positives to be looking at with this team and this organization. I mean, you, like we, I think we've talked about, you know, the, the minor leagues and it's going to be great to have that season back. Yep. Um, but there's a lot to follow with this team when the day to day doesn't look great. When the, when the collective sum doesn't look great. Right. And I think um, a lot of people have lost sight of that and it's, it's frustrating, but I think the the most frustrating thing to me um, is people, Honestly, there's a lot of disrespect for for. I mean, there's constant disrespect for KB, but I've seen some disrespect for Rizzo lately from supposed Cubs fans, and it's yeah. like, listen, if you bother to look at the stats instead of, and, and even this season, like, I mean, obviously Rizzo two bombs yesterday, but even this season, these guys are showing, like, proving that they are who who they've been in the past. Yeah, they of are, course. They have the steady track record of consistency and, and contact bats that you can rely on. And so people saying that we need to move on from them is so fucking frustrating, guys. It's like, do you understand 
So I, I, I broke it down on fan graphs. Chris Bryant is the top third baseman in the league by, by fan graphs war since yeah. he entered the league. He is the best third baseman in the league. And people don't realize that we have that. It's like, hey, let's trade Chris Bryant for a couple of 19-year-olds. Listen, you're not going to get another future Chris Bryant in that in that trade return because GMs don't – they're stingy with their prospects, and, and oh, rightly yeah. so. Yeah. But it just is like – can we just enjoy watching these guys? And, and can we just as a fan base respect the fact that, like, we have, at least in those two, not, not even talk about Contreras, Hap, and, and Javi when he's on, we have some studs that, that at least 50% of the other teams in this league would kill to have. And, and we're being pessimistic about it. And not I totally agree. And it, it's, like, it's like, come on, you know, I, I, I could go on and on. This, exactly. is, this, is, this is your clubhouse, but it just is – um, no, 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 I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of it. Jake, I hear you. And I'm glad you brought that up. Misery loves company, man. And they all, they, you know, they want you to feel bad about what's going on. And I don't mean to like pinpoint specific people or a group of people, but it's just the truth. Like it's consistent every year, especially this year. And you're totally right. These guys are incredibly talented. Now, if you want to make the argument, like if they were, if those people would come back and say, well, they want, 250 million and they're not worth it okay fine i i you know what i agree i i agree like chris bryant really good player really good player but he's had some down years and again like if you don't want to make the like major 300 million dollar for an uh, a 300 million dollar investment on a guy who's been hurt and you're kind of nervous about the age like i get it i understand but the fact that these guys are on the team right now doesn't mean you can't enjoy them and it doesn't mean that some of these guys will not continue to produce in the future. Using the stat that I said earlier, and I understand that this stat isn't the end-all, be-all, expected weighted on base average. It gives you an idea of hard contact, launch angle, which will produce results over time, over a 162-game season. And many of the guys are at their career levels or above that. And that's something that, fans, you should take into account. Like, Wilson Contreras is playing out of his mind right now. The problem is, is that so many fans, like, again, not to single anyone out, not to stereotype or whatever, but they just never, they just never played the game in their life or they never had to watch the game critically or they never had to go through the ups and downs, the struggles that these players go through. Again, I haven't either. I didn't play in the big leagues. I didn't play professional baseball, but I played high enough to understand that you're going to, you, you know what, there's going to be times you barrel up balls and they go right to an outfielder and it's a, you know, it's an out. In the, in the stats book, and that's just how it is. But the fact that we have all these statistics now that really shows, like, who's playing well. You could look at Javi right now and say, hey, four home runs. I think his OPS is around, like, 800 or something like that. Like, playing pretty well. But when you look at the numbers, you're like, man, Javi is really struggling right now, and if we didn't want to pay him $180 million, I understand. I get it. But then you look at another guy like Chris Bryant who's been consistent. Expect to weigh it on base average. Uh, that fan graphs, like he's been productive over the years. He's been hurt. Now he's helped. Like this guy is a very, very good player. And you're totally right. We should be able to enjoy it. But those old school baseball fans that just take wins and losses uh, and will throw everyone under the bus if they're, if it isn't a win, they'll just, that's how that's the narrative they'll create and unfortunately that gets broadcast to so many people and again this is why i'm here i'm not here to sugarcoat coat things 
I'm not here to say that the Cubs are, you know, going to win a World Series right now. I know that there's struggles. I know there's problems. I know that there's – we're in a time of transition. I've said it so much, but at the same time, there's positives to look from this, and I'm looking to see how this team can create a new core moving forward into 21 21- 22, 23, and 24. Adam, or I'm sorry, 22, 23, and 24. Adam, I'm guaranteeing you, you if you went back into this uh, podcast or the club, past clubhouses, you could find me saying that sentence right there 25 times. I've said 22, 23, and 24 at least 25 times, referencing the future. Absolutely. I've recorded about half the podcast, but I could probably find it. Yeah. It's, Jake, it's there. thanks for that. Much thanks, needed. Jake. I appreciate I think it's on, it. I think it's on everyone's mind. Yeah, thank you, guys. You got it, Jake. Thanks. Dylan, you're back up. What's up, guys? What's up, Dylan? Uh, nothing much. Um, I guess my question here today is um, most, mostly having to do with Chris Bryant. I know you kind of you know talked about that, but, I mean, what have you seen personally that just has changed for Chris Bryant? I mean – He's starting to look, you know, starting to come back a little bit here and, you know, uh, and produce some of the, the numbers that he was back in 2016. I mean, do you th- uh, do you think he's, you know, he's back, you could say? Or, I mean, do you think, you know, kind of should we should be hesitant on, you know, thinking that he's all the way back to his, you know, true, you know, maybe 2016, 2017 form? Well, I think we should always understand the expectations that were put on him very early for him to compete with Mike Trout in terms of the best player in the game. He's not Mike Trout. He's not Mookie Betts. He's a very good player. If you want to call him elite, fine, but he's a very good player. He's never going to be the best player in the game. It's not going to happen. No knock on him. Yeah. I'm saying he's awesome. But in terms of what I'm seeing, and I should probably look at the stat cast numbers a little bit more, He's just pulling the baseball in the air a lot more. I mean, you saw him in the past either rolling on, rolling over things, getting jammed on the inside half. I think in terms of all his home run, it maybe one went to the opposite field, but I know on Saturday just that either one of the home runs he hit, just like pull it at the front of the plate, and when you're making contact at the front of the plate and you're able to pull the ball, like that's where you're going to be most productive. doesn't mean that using the opposite field isn't helpful. But if you want to slog, if you want to be an elite player, if you want to be looked at as like a top five guy, you got to be able to hit the ball in the air and you have to be able to pull the ball in the air for power. And that's what we hadn't seen in the past is, you know, exit velocity dropped and all his slugging statistics dropped. And again, using expected weight on base average dropped, expected weight on base average at contact dropped. Um, And the fact that he can now pull the ball in the air, uh, with authority is huge. And if he can do that, then you're absolutely, you're looking at a guy who can be Chris Bryant esque, of course, right? Uh, a guy who yeah. can be a five, five F4 player every year, play great defenses. Defense, again, correct me if I'm wrong, if someone has the statistics in front of him, but I think he had a really good year last year defensively, um, which is awesome. Versatile, the whole deal. Been saying it before. I know we had the conversation here is like on the first or second clubhouse. Whether it be re-sign Hobby, re-sign Chris, I said Chris because I just think he's a better player. Yeah. Overall, better player, controls the strike zone, just better hitter, like good enough defender, versatile, no knock to Hobby, but like Chris is the best player on this team when he's right and he's healthy. He's the best player on this team by far, and uh, hopefully he can continue that. And I personally am happy for him with all the stuff he's gone through. And I know he's a major leaguer. I know he's making millions of dollars. I get it. But just to be dragged through the mud, to be treated like, you know, this just 
just trade piece that can be thrown out into the wind for all 29 teams, uh, 29 teams to, uh, you know, uh, fight for is unfortunate. Again, maybe I think some of it is on his own doing, but overall I'm just excited to see him play. And regardless of what the future is, of course I want him here in Chicago, but I want the best for him uh, because he's just been overall a great player. He's been great in the community. Um, he's just been a just, just a regular old guy who's just getting the job done. Nice person, and um, you know I'm excited to see him continue to play well. Yeah, I agree. I mean his his 2016. I don't know if I've ever personally seen a season like that before, but you know I I would love to see him get back to that. And you know he gets pretty close. He gets pretty close to that. I'll be happy. Thanks. Thanks for Absolutely. answering my question, John. Thanks, Dylan. Have a good one. You too, bud. Seth, you're next up. How's it going, Seth? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, Seth? So, I mean, first of all, can we just, like, take a moment to recognize how cool it is as Cubs fans that we're frustrated and pissed off that we're not 100% for sure going to make the playoffs this year? This team, This team made the playoffs once in the first 10 years of my life, three or four times in the first 20 years of my life, and they've done it every year but one for the last six years. Um, Absolutely. This is incredible. You're totally right. I love I love that you brought that up, give it, giving us all the perspective that's needed. Thank you. Um, so I guess uh, I know there was, there was a report, um, I forget who had it, it might have been NBC a couple of days ago, that the team is at 50% of the traveling party being vaccinated, but that's overwhelmingly not the players. How concerned uh-huh. should we be that the team team is is potentially not getting vaccinated i mean we know that there's at least one outspoken anti-vaxxer on the roster Um, yeah how how worried should we be about the fact that the team isn't doing everything that they can a to keep their captain the cancer survivor safe uh and also to ensure that the team can play the game safely and play out 162 games this year under yes. these circumstances yes seth i think it's a great question and i would just related to again i'm not trying to get political or try to put people on specific sides but i think it's very um understanding to where or understandable in terms of where we are as a country i mean we can't agree on anything unfortunately obviously i was the first again i know i toot my own horn. well actually no i didn't i never toot my own horn i was the first person to get the vaccine in the organization we all know that I am very pro-vaccine, considering we've been living without one forever. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely troubling. I mean, I would wish that everyone would just see that, I mean, the effects of, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to give medical advice to everyone. But in terms of what we've read and everything that's out there, like this is relatively safe. um, And hopefully everyone would follow suit in getting this vaccine. Yeah, it's troubling, and it absolutely can affect things going forward. I mean, we saw, like, it get close in terms of, like, multiple guys having to go on the IL COVID list, whatever it's called. We had the coaches problem. Yeah, absolutely, it's a big deal. And I think, personally for me, I might be wrong, but I feel like we're going to be living with this for a long time, and this is going to be the new norm. Like, this pandemic, I don't think it's going away anytime soon, unfortunately, because we can't really be on the same page. So, yeah, there might have to be protocols that are put in or um, other uh, rules that are put in place if you don't have a vaccine just to make sure guys like Anthony Rizzo or John Lester on the Nationals or other players that are, are 
you know, dealing with this right now who might have some health issues, underlying health issues, um, to make sure they're safe and everyone else is safe. That's all everyone wants is just to be, you know, safe and, you know, have a good time at the federal landmark and get back to normal again. It's kind of hard to do that if you don't get the vaccine or if you don't practice social distancing or wear a mask. Like, it's tough to do that to uh, get rid of this thing, which I don't think is going away anytime soon. But absolutely, you're right. Like, this is definitely troubling. Um, and we'll see what happens going forward. I guess it's kind of a tough thing to uh, talk about, but it definitely isn't, like, great news to hear that only 50% of the traveling party has the vaccine or is deciding to get the vaccine. And maybe we, maybe we can get the uh, assistant to the director to hand out some uh, morale blend and vaccines Absolutely. in the clubhouse. Get this thing Absolutely. going. Absolutely. Well, we'll 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 lace uh, the morale blend with the vaccine. So we'll just do that, and then, and then we'll be and then we'll be fully and then then we'll be fully vaccinated. Let's do it. There we go. Thanks, Seth. All right, Tom. How much time do you have? Uh, probably eight or so minutes. All right. We'll bring on Kobe. Yeah, Don, what's up? Kobe, what's up, man? Um, so I'm like a little worried about Javi because like, yeah. he just kind of looks like lost out there. Like the first three at bats, he got down 0-2 right away. And then yeah. like I feel like his performance might have a lot to do with what we do with the other players because if like like I think we'll probably be like 75 to 85 wins somewhere on there. But I think, like, if Javi is, like, not doing well, like, we might be forced to trade, like, Bryant and Contreras. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it all depends on where we're at in July. I do think – I know I said it last week. Like, if the Cubs aren't playing well and Chris Bryant's tearing it up and Wolf Contreras is tearing it up, like – yeah, they absolutely become trade pieces. I think they're trade pieces right now, depending on what Jed wants to do. Craig Kimbrell, same thing. Um, I think they're all on the table. When they open Pandora's box and, you know, lowballed Anthony Rizzo, um, I think everyone's on the table. In terms of Javi, I appreciate Javi. I've always been a supporter of Javi. But at the same time, like, there are big-time flaws that we're going to catch up with him eventually. Like, if you can't walk if you can't if you struggle okay if you struggle walking and you also struggle putting the ball in play there's a really really small margin for you to like fit in and you know perform because those two do not go well together normally if you struggle with making contact or you're a big strikeout guy you're at least getting yourself on base in other areas Kyle Shorver for example um but when you have those two, uh, you know, devils on both shoulders really, you know, getting at you, like we see why Javi is struggling and why it becomes this boomer bust thing, which I think for a lot of Cubs fans or just baseball fans in general, they don't want to see. They don't want to see the player that's just up there swinging like crazy and it's either home run or bust. I understand that. It's no knock on Javi, but I think we have enough data and enough at-bats to really understand what type of player he is. 2018 is probably the ceiling. I don't know. Like, yeah, he could get back to that. But I think looking back at that season, we thought, all right, this is the new hobby. And unfortunately, it wasn't the new hobby. It was, again, I don't want to put 
I'll be the first one to put the receipt out there. Um, but I think it was more of a flash in the pan in terms of like his overall career trajectory instead of him like being that guy for year after year after year. I hope that changes, but when you look at the contact numbers in the zone, when you look at his uh, strikeout rate, when you look at all the peripheral statistics, um, they're not getting any better. And the fact that he's getting older isn't great. So, yeah, there's absolutely concern there. And, I, again, like I said at the beginning of this, I feel bad that he, that he didn't sign that contract, man, because that's life-changing money. And I personally don't see him getting that. If he does, be the first one to receipt me, and I'd be the first one to throw it out there. But um, I just don't see it happening. That's a lot. $180 million is a lot of money for a guy who, again, will play great defense, but he can be a real head-scratcher at the plate. And he's inconsistent. Boomer bust type guy, which I know a lot of fans don't really like to watch. Um, so I understand. Yeah, thanks, Dom. See ya. You got it. Thanks again. Thanks, Kobe. All right, John, we want to wrap it up. Um, I was going to add one thing before you do. I felt like we said this last week was like, just get, we just want the Cubs to get to a decent competitive level so we can start in the games more and get into it. Yeah. And it was nice on Sunday when they go, they went down early. And on, on Twitter, when I saw people were just, people stayed in it for a while and, and Rizzo helped us stay in it. Like, they, you know, our heads were in it. We're enjoying baseball, seeing the, seeing the, Seen some hits on the board. It was, it felt good, even though we were, even though yeah. we were getting killed. You muted yourself, my man. Now you're the one muting yourself. Ooh, table's preparing, Adam. Adam, you uh, how about? I think we should add though. How good does <laughs> Strope look this year? Awesome. I mean, the bullpens look great, Aaron. The bullpens look great. I, besides Shelby Miller, I'm kind of yeah. No, I, I understand. And, but again, we've been talking about like Tommy Hadovy just deserves so much credit, and he's never going to get the credit that he deserves. Maybe in a couple of years, but just they just are able to find a way to make guys better. And That's you know what? Bad. It's just it's yeah, awesome really to see. Done something. Yeah, it's awesome it's to see. We're, I mean, even yeah. Workman has struggled. Like you look at the peripherals, like they're really good. And Pedro coming back, and you have uh, Rex Brothers, who looks awesome. And again. Give these guys some credit. That's why, personally, for me, it's going to come down to the rotation. Of course, you need the bats to play well. Of course, you need them to play up to their potential. Of course, you need them to produce. But it comes down to the rotation. You need Jake Davies and Trevor Williams to pitch like threes. I wanted to throw this in there. Morale was absolutely incredible last week. I think that continues. I think, again, receipt me on if it's not true. I think he can pitch like a two. I think he can be a two. Honestly, I think he has that type of stuff. I think. He can do it relatively quickly. He just has some awesome stuff, and he knows, again, he's still finding a way out of pitch, but I love the guy. I love his demeanor. I love the stuff, and I really think he can be a guy who can pitch up close to a two, and then obviously we know Kyle Hendricks last night. Can't happen. Everyone agrees. Uh, we move forward there and watch him start to get back into shape and post a three ERA and, you know, do his old deal for uh, uh, four F4 at the end of the year, just consistent. He's going to get back to that. We all know he will. I'm back in. All yeah, right. Is that all we got for this week? Yeah, more or less just stick with it. This is how baseball is. Uh, 
Um, again, you look at the numbers for the entire league. You're talking about batting average being on a, uh, you know, a decline. We might be at a precipice of some true change in this game where this can't continue on. Remember, there are 29 other teams that are going through the same thing. There are only a few others, a few others that don't have anything to complain about right now. Go look at the White Sox. Not to point any fingers because I know they're sensitive, but go look at the White Sox and their expectations and their record. They lost by a billion today. This happens, man. And I know the Cubs don't have a good run differential. I know they're, you know, three games under 500. I get that they have a bad, you know, historically bad batting. I understand it. But these, all these teams are going through the same thing. And we have five and a half more months to figure this thing out and to sign guys to extensions um, and, you know, to create this next core, have fun. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm thankful for everyone who's been here to chat about it. And uh, it's been awesome. Looking forward to do it again next week. I feel like this clubhouse room is the epitome of not leaving. Not leaving. I mean, of we're all still in this clubhouse room. Still here, man. Taking hits. Talking Cubs. Of course. Taking hands. We might, we might re-drop the shirts. Yeah, we might bring him back. We'll see. We'll see. Might have to. Might have to. We'll see. We'll Anyways, thanks again, everyone. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll post. Uh, obviously, you've all been listening to this. But the podcast will get posted tomorrow. Um, and thank you again for contributing to it. God bless you and your families. See you, everyone. Thanks again. Cubs and four.